Welcome to the Behind the Shield podcast, where each week we talk with shelter employees and agents from around the country to find out what's going on, to hear the stories that might otherwise go untold, and to connect you more closely with why you are an important part of making it all happen for our customers and communities. Let's take a look at what's going on Behind the Shield. Welcome, everybody, to another episode. I'm your host, Douglas Jones, and alongside me is our producer, Brad Johnson, and here's a rundown of what we have in store for you. It's Shelter History Month, and we're looking into one facet each episode that has helped create the company we know today. For today's episode, we're talking about the strong volunteering culture at Shelter. It's an attitude that's been around for decades and is now even considered part of our regular business operations, as well as holding a place in the Shelter four-legged stool. Being a good corporate citizen means we help out in small ways and in big ways. From helping out frequently at food banks in our communities to lending our strength to rebuild a community after a natural disaster. Shelter employees and agents are famous for their willingness to lend a hand. In addition to this, one of the larger volunteer efforts Shelter has been a part of in the past has been with Habitat for Humanity. And for our 75th anniversary year, we're once again sponsoring a home build with Habitat. We're talking with key Habitat and Shelter folks today about why this is such a great partnership, some other projects we've worked on in the past, and what we can expect from this upcoming build. So we're going to go straight to our interview today. We want to welcome Ashley Switzer from Habitat for Humanity, Greg Lockard from our Shelter Reinsurance, and Jeff Hinsey with Shelter's Information Security Department. Welcome, everyone. Habitat for Humanity is an organization that a lot of people have heard of. But Ashley, for those that aren't familiar with your organization, give us a rundown of what Habitat's all about. Sure. So Habitat is a housing nonprofit. We partner with low-income families to help them achieve their dreams of owning their own homes. So we do that in a couple of ways, but uh, the main way is providing a zero-interest mortgage for the amount that it costs us to build their homes. They help us build it. They do education to help set them up for success to be good homeowners. Well, Shelter has a history with Habitat, and there have been several times that groups have helped on home builds before. Branch office and home office employees have helped with numerous projects over the years, not only in Columbia, but in a lot of the communities across our operating territory. One of those was where uh, employees helped with the 100th build of the Sedgwick County, Kansas Habitat in 2008. And Shelter sponsored a home build in 2002 in mid-Missouri that the homeowner recently just paid off her home mortgage. So, Greg, talk with us a little bit about why it's important for Shelter to be involved with an organization like Habitat. Well, Habitat has been great to work with. And as you mentioned, this is not our our first time down this road. And uh, there's really an amazing article out there on Spotlight right now that that is sharing the story of that build back in 2002 because she was recently able to pay off the mortgage. And, and that was a big monumental turning point for that particular family. But she talks about having the opportunity to raise her family in that home. And she still attributes the success in having that home to raise her family in through shelter insurance because we had a small piece in, in making that possible for her. So, you know, while we had a chance to touch that one homeowner, Habitat has a chance to touch homeowners all over America and make that dream come true for many, many families. Ashley, what does it mean to your organization when you have someone like Shelter partner with you on projects? 
Well, we're always looking for sponsors. The finances of building a home is always a, a struggle to find all of those monies to buy the building materials. But it's also about the community and the volunteering and being able to partner with a group that has such a presence already in Colombia specifically. And so the the partnership with the employees, their effect on that particular family that they're working with, as well as the broad community that you're working with and changing every day. It's really exciting to see all of these people come together and share that that passion for service and showing this family that they believe in them, that they can do it, that they're there to support them. And that also puts a, it puts shelter in a positive light as well. well. We mentioned at the top of the show that for our 75th anniversary, Shelter's sponsoring um, this home build. And we were hoping for this particular episode that we were going to be able to do this recording from the groundbreaking ceremony. Mm-hmm. Weather didn't cooperate. And um, so that groundbreaking ceremony is probably going to become more like a wall raising ceremony in the not too distant future. So just for those that we had uh, given that teaser to, just wanted to let you know what was going on there. Jeff, your role for this build is to help serve as an organizer for the project. Share with us what it was that interested you in an opportunity like this. Thanks, Douglas. I'm really excited to be you know, along with Habitat. I'm a customer of the ReStore. I donate things. I help them move from the location to the other one, uh, to the current location here in Columbia. Also, I was fortunate enough to work on the build about 20 years ago and seeing the article uh, where Patricia, she was describing how she felt and she, the closeness and the kind of the connected to us, uh, all the volunteers, that was really special. So being able to be a part of this again, I was super excited. You know, Shelter is a service organization. Our people thrive on helping people. So this is a natural extension just to get get us out there and be part of someone else's success is really great. So just excited to be part of this. Well, this is a complete home build similar to what we did in 2002. Talk with us a little about the specifics of the project itself. In regards to what we're asking of our employees, uh, generally, how they work the shifts is just go out, work a half-day shift in the morning or the afternoon, or an entire day. Uh, so this can be made up of you know teams of people, uh, whether it be work groups, friends throughout shelter, family members, other friends can be involved if they're 16 years old or older, come in and help work some aspect of the construction. Doesn't have to mean you have to be skilled. Habitat will help us coach us through provides a mentorship. We want to do the best we can to build this house for this family. And so to really put our efforts forth and use some of those volunteer hours that are available to us this year with our 75th anniversary and another time if you can to uh, really make a big difference for this family. So on the people side of the project, Ashley, talk to us about how many people end up working on a project like this from beginning to end. Yeah, so we are typically building a house uh, anywhere from four months to eight months out of the year. We are always building year round, but each particular house, depending on how many volunteers we have, how much uh, delays with weather and products and inspections and things like that, anywhere between four and eight months. 
And we really do everything in construction that doesn't require a license. Our construction crew is prepared to teach you how to do all of the things. They will show you how to use all the tools, how to use them safely, all of that. Typically, we have 10 volunteers on site at any given time on the different shifts. So having a group like Shelter who has dedicated time during the week to help build is life-changing <laughs> for our for our program. We're going to try and schedule each group to where they have a specific task to do. And once they're finished with that task, we can either move on to something else or they can go and spend some time with their family. All of our partner families that go through our program do at least 250 hours of sweat equity, and that's helping us build their house and the houses of others. So typically, a lot of our partner families come out to the job site while our volunteers are there. They get to interact and talk to the family about what habitat means to them, what having a house of their very own is going to mean to their family. It's fun getting to go out to the construction site and build and meet those family members that are actually gonna be living in the home. Any guesses when uh, this house will probably be ready for the framing stage? We're hoping that by the end of June, it was supposed to be done by the beginning of June, ready to pour the slab. And then we had a month of rain. <laughs> so welcome to construction, right? <laughs> Everything yeah. is just really delayed because of this rain. You know, COVID has put a strain on the whole construction industry. The building materials are much more expensive. The time it takes to get materials in is taking a lot longer than we expected as well due to COVID. So we're hopeful that everything will go smoothly, but we do appreciate the flexibility. <laughs> well, you, you mentioned, um, actually Greg mentioned a little bit earlier about, um, you know, our particular person that we'd helped build the house 20 years ago, what it meant to them. You're involved with a lot of these people who are going to be buying the homes. And so what are some of the ways that you have seen families impacted by this program? Well, I'll tell you my favorite habitat story. <laughs> I worked at the Habitat for Humanity in Waco, Texas for a long time at the beginning of my career. And there was a family that had three children and mom and dad. They lived in a mobile home with one bedroom. The three kids, it was a one girl who was six and her two brothers, they had bunk beds in the bedroom and their parents slept on a pullout couch in the living room. So the space that a three bedroom home provided for that family was a huge deal. So at the very end of our build, they had put in all their time and effort. And, you know, these families are hard workers. They're putting in full-time jobs, taking care of their kids, any community involvement that they've already committed to, plus these construction hours that they put in. It's a really big deal. So at the very end, we have the dedication. It's the big party where we invite all of the, the family, their donors, the volunteers, all of those people come together to celebrate the final days of the construction before they get to move in. And we're getting ready to start the program and nobody can find Lucy, the six-year-old girl. <laughs> I was like, it's okay, I'll go find her. We'll, we'll figure it out. I walk inside the house and there was a long hallway and her bedroom was the very last room on that hallway. And I looked down and I was like, Lucy, come on, what are you doing? 
and I see her hugging the door frame of her room. And she said, I'm so sorry. I was just telling my room how much I loved it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is why I do what I do. I know, like, I'm never going to have another job. This is it. Because, you know, when you're sitting in an office, when you're just laying the seed and straw in a yard, you're not really thinking about this family, this little girl who's going to have her very own room for the first time. And she gets to watch her parents work so hard for what they have. And it just like, it still makes me cry. And that was like 10 years ago. (laughs) That's just one of my favorite stories because I saw this six-year-old girl, her life completely changed just because she had her own bedroom. All of these families have very different stories. They all come from very different backgrounds. The houses that they lived in are very different, but the effects are the same. They have this independence and stability and freedom that they didn't have before. It's a big that's deal. Good. Yeah, that's good. I can tell you're in the right job. You're passionate yeah. about this. Oh yeah. oh yeah, I love it. <laughs> that's great. All right, Greg, looking at the bigger scope of projects uh, like these and volunteering in general, what is the message that something like this sends to shelters, employees, and agents? Well, I think Ashley just shared the, the bigger stories of, um, you know, we have an opportunity to be a part of bigger, something much bigger here. It's not just your your volunteer time, but you have an opportunity to contribute to a family. And it, it really delivers on, on the mission of shelter, and we have an opportunity to help somebody right here in our communities. Jeff, how do you see the message that this sort of project sends out to our community? I think it's great. It shows we're participating, being a corporate citizen and a friend and a good neighbor for our friends and neighbors around us. This is a chance to also for team building and even amongst our uh, fellow employees. Also, maybe we have, there could be opportunities. uh, Always welcome our agents in the area, Columbia, uh, Mid-Missouri area. Always happy to have them. So we're looking for any ways to just motivate, get some groups together, join in, help us, help the family, and really be part of this great project. All right, Ashley. And then when organizations like Shelter are involved, what kind of message do you think that sends to the families you serve? I think that legitimizes everything that we're doing. When large companies or just businesses in town that see Habitat and the work that we're doing and how much this family, this one family means to our community that we're investing in them. I think that really sends a message to these families, to the community and to other supporters that could be out there who want to partner with Habitat as well, that it is a place for everyone. It is a place that can help make your dreams come true, apply for a Habitat home, apply to come and be a volunteer. having something like a shelter build really puts your stamp on it and makes you a like there's a physical building that you can drive by and know that you have impacted this community in a real way so i think that it's it's great obviously but i'm a little partial Well, that's great. This is uh, this has been a, a very uplifting episode, and I will see you guys at some point out there on the job site. I'm looking forward to volunteering myself. Well, appreciate so much 
all of you joining us today for this podcast. And Brad, as always, thank you for your production work. And I want to thank everyone for listening today. If you have any ideas about topics that you'd like to hear about on the podcast, reach out to us at podcast at shelterinsurance.com. At Shelter, we want to help people in some of their toughest times. We're tremendously blessed to be a financially sound company, which enables us to care for the communities we serve. Whether it's packing food for families, partnering with our local schools, or building a house with Habitat for Humanity, there's almost no end to the number of ways that we help make our communities shelter strong.